correct some thoughts, whatever, whatever uh, it's good with me. Um, <clears throat> I don't know, maybe, uh, John, would you want to lead, lead us in a short prayer before we begin? So the last time I, uh, the last time I spoke, um, I didn't. Or Alex made me aware of uh, that. I, I had had that message the last time I spoke, so I had it two times in a row. Um, so if I start speaking and it's the same thing, just tell me to sit down because I didn't. I didn't realize I totally forgot what I had shared before, and but I told him what I. He wasn't here that Sunday. And, I told him, he asked me, what would you share on? I told him, he's like, that's the same thing you said last time. So, but, um, so I tried to do something different, but my memory's pretty bad. So, um, it started out <clears throat> thinking about my, my uh, boy Bryson is always, he loves the story of the Good Samaritan. So, um, that's, that's been going through my head all week. So I started, uh, like looking, looking into that story and, the priest and the Levite and and the Samaritan and all, you know that and it kind of then this morning it kind of went a, a different direction so I, I don't know I'm just gonna share what I have and kind of both things together and hopefully it makes sense but um, Keith could you give me a cup of water I don't my throat doesn't feel the greatest but um, I thought we'd just read I guess the Good Samaritan's uh, passage on Luke 10, Luke 10, 25 through 37. I'll read it. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested him, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit life? And he said to him, What is written in the law? What is your reading of it? So he put the question back to the lawyer. And I think... Yeah, it says testing him. So the lawyer was uh, had a different, I guess, didn't probably didn't really want to know. Was just had an, an agenda behind his question, probably trying to trap Jesus in some way. Um, but, so Jesus returned the question. Thank you. It says, "What is your loss? What does the law say?" And he said, "So he answered and said, you shall love the the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul.'" with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you have answered rightly, do this and you will live. But he, wanting to justify himself, said to Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Then Jesus answered and said, and here's the parable, a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a certain priest came down that road And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Likewise, a Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. So he went to him, bandaged his wounds, poured oil and wine, pouring on oil and wine, and he set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. On the next day, when he departed, he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said to him, Take care of him. And whatever 
more you spend, when I come again, I will repay you. So which of these three do you think was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? And he said, he who showed mercy on him. Then Jesus said to him, go and do likewise. Um, but the, I guess I'd looked at the road from uh, Jerusalem to Jericho. It was 17 miles long, very dangerous. Through, I think it was through a mountain pass or down a mountain pass. Um, thieves hid, hid there a lot. So it was a dangerous place to be. So, I mean, the robberies and things were not uncommon in that, in that stretch. Um, so this, the, this person, it doesn't say who it is, fell among the thieves, um, was left half dead. And the Levite, or the priest and the Levite, both ignored that need. They went, went on past. And the thoughts that I've been having a little bit the last six months or even a year is, um, it kind of comes back to why we do what we do. Like, I, I fully believe if this person would have been um, in the temple or somewhere where there was a public eye, that the, both the priest and the Levite would have stopped and helped that man as good as they possibly could have, took care of him because people were watching. And this was very remote. There was no one there. So, like, my, my thoughts were, that's who they, that is who they are. They're not who they were. They're not who they are in the temple or, you know, in public view. To God, they're this person that ignored that guy. Because when they're doing it in, uh, in front of people, it's not for God. It's for uh, honor of man. And if you're doing it for the honor of God, you, would, you will be the, behave the same in public as you do when there's no one watching. And I just noticed that is the theme that i was um, been thinking about a lot. And I didn't really realize it was in this story until I read it, how strong that I believe that is, that the Samaritan had a compassion for people, had a love for people, and it was not about um, the credit he would gain with his peers by helping this person. It was just, um, and it doesn't say that, you know, if, if he was a Christian or, or what but here, but it, it, he had a compassion for people, he had a love for people, and that was not based on the credit that he would get by helping someone. And um, so that, I have a, a thought, or a, I titled this, You Are Who Your Heart Is. So you're not, what, you, if, what you're doing is based on man's approval. You're, to God, you're not really doing that. Or if what you're doing is based on the credit you're going to receive from man, um, it's not, you're not really doing that to God. I feel like you are whoever your heart is. Whatever you do on this mountain pass, uh, if you pass this Samaritan by, or this man in need, that's who you are. And if you don't, that's also who you are. Um, like, maybe a little bit of uh, um, being a Christian, acting more like a Christian at church than you do throughout the week. Throughout the week is who you really are. Um, <coughs> I had a couple of Bible verses on um, the heart, you, you being who your heart is. Um, first, let's see. So Proverbs 4.23 says, keep, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. 
everything from life springs from your heart. But the heart can be deceitful. Um, you can be doing good things for the wrong reason. I had Proverbs twenty-seven nineteen. As in as in a water as in water, let's see, as in water, face reflects face. So a man's heart man's heart reveals the man. So when you see basically a mirror or water, when you when you see your face. As a mirror reflects your face, so a man's heart reveals who he is. Um, I had one in Matthew 17, verse 22. It says, Now while they were staying in Galilee, Jesus said, Okay, this is not... This is not right. Matthew 17, verse 22. Yeah, we're going to have to skip that one because that does not... I must have wrote that down wrong. I'll try 22, 17. No. So, yeah, that's, I'll just leave that. With, that's a couple verses where it talks about you, the heart... You being who your heart is. Um, we are who we are when on the road from Jerusalem to Jericho. I would stated that. Um, the Samaritan's character, I had a couple on that. A very compassionate, humble man. Uh, he was not looking for fame. He's willing to sacrifice his life for someone he didn't know for no earthly credit. Um, no one he knew found out what he did. Um, I feel like that's true compassion, true uh, true love. Um, I'd say we should pray for that Samaritan's character. Seek others' good before our own. Um, for their good only, not for some recognition. Don't look for recognition or fame. Don't, oh, there's a verse in Matthew that says, don't let your right hand know what your left hand is doing. Um, and there's the, the chapter where he talks about uh, when the judgment seat when Jesus said enter in because this you've done all these things they say when have we done these things because they I don't they don't remember it because it was part of their character their nature they did not um, so I say we should pray to God for that nature because they they don't they didn't remember doing it because it was not uh, something they were doing for any kind of credit um, but then I was uh, thinking about why you do what you do, your heart being who you are, and then also a little bit on, and this just came to me this morning, so it, I, I didn't have much time at all to like study this out much, but I, I thought of a uh, bumper sticker that I seen, and I was thinking I would try to draw it out, and it's one of those, you come up behind, you see, the, you see it, and then it just made me chuckle, it was kind of funny. Um, some of them don't make you chuckle, but this one did. I'll see if I can can uh, draw it out here.
I don't know if any of you have ever seen this one before or not, but um, let's see how it was here. So it was a picture of a, let's see, a fuel tank. Um, and it's supposed to look like the guy is trying to pull the needle back from empty because, you know, the, it must have a gas guzzling vehicle or something, but he's trying to pull it back from empty. And we obviously know that the vehicle is no less empty than it is without pulling that needle back. And I had to thought about a little bit, if is that the way we act as churches? Um, I was going to change it up a little bit on the... That does not erase easy. <coughs> Sorry if I'm going to spend too much time drawing here, but... Especially when it looks like this. but So this, I was thinking... So I was thinking about how we treat people in the church, or just in general, um, but kind of coming, kind of spurred or uh, came from that the heart being who you are. Um, so let's see. We'll put S for spiritual, C for for carnal, C and S. And so I feel like this is. This could be an individual. We're going to put this is, an indi- this is an individual's heart right here. This is his needle on where he's at. And I'm not going to put half. It's just going to be carnal or spiritual. But So let's say we have this person with a heart. This is his heart. This is, what, this is who he is. Um, and it kind of, he is, he is a um, carnal person. And, and, uh, but we have right here. See, we have someone, the church, trying to pull this needle back. Um, so, and they do that through lots of ways, and I wrote a few th- a few ways down. Um, and then here is. The same situation with the same person, but let's put um, spiritual church. So this is the heart, the heart of a person or an individual, and. Okay, so a fleshly church, and like I said, I, I, this stuff just came to me this morning. I, I don't, um, if, if someone wants to add anything to it or, or whatever, you're free to do that. So just check this out with the scriptures. Um, a fleshly church, both of these want, have the same stated Outcome. They both say they want the same thing, which is a spiritual individual. 
Um, but a fleshly church will control, uh, will use different tactics of control to force this needle over to spiritual, or it appears that, but the, the heart is still carnal and is still uh, shaped towards, or it started towards carnality. Um, so what did they have there? Control to a desired outcome is what I'm. Come, I have. Uh, then I have some of the tactics that churches use because I've I've grew up in some of that. I know that it's true. Um, intimidation. I have. Manipulation. Um, isolation. So, and the, a fleshly church, this is my opinion, is scared of a carnal person in their church or, you know, part of them is why that they use these tactics to try to control people so they appear spiritual. Um, and that is what I think happens in these churches. Um, I think I had a couple more. Um, what was that one? The desired outcome is the only thing that matters. Whether this needle is still headed towards carnal is not that big of a deal if they're, the desired outcome that they're after is what they're looking for. They don't really care if this needle is still headed towards carnal. Like if that person is still, his heart is still after all the things that he wants to do, those carnal things. Some of them may not be wrong. Some, I, I, don't, I didn't st- look into that. That's not part of what I'm, but they're not allowed to live who they are out of intimidation, manipulation, and isolation, things like that. They, they use to control a person. And it's, they can't just be free, be who they are, and live what's in their heart. Because at the end of the day, that needle is still pointed towards carnal. And whether you bend it back or not, just like in a fuel tank, whether you grab that needle and pull it back, it's still empty. Um, so I was just comparing a fleshly church with a spiritual church as far as controlling people. What, what's the difference? Uh, what, what, may, what might it look different? Both, both of the individuals are carnal. Um, a spiritual church, I wrote, places that individual in God's hands. And I'll put a couple of these things down. Um, releases individual to God. God. So this is how we fill up our spiritual tank? What's that? This is how we fill up our spiritual tank? No, no. I'm not really talking about that. That, that I would say, I'm talking about how we treat people that are not, that are, um, that are living what we would think a, a carnal life. Okay. Like you know, they're, we. Th- they're yeah, they're, and do we grab what they're doing, try to bend it to spiritual, or do we try to go after the heart? Is what I'm at, is what I'm after here. Um, so we, this is a, this is an individual. And this is an, they're same individuals. How does the church 
two, separate, two different churches treat that individual. This is how this church, a fleshly church, treats this individual, and I feel like this is the way a spiritual church would treat that same individual. Um, and a lot of these thoughts just are jumbled, came to me this morning. So, I, like I said, I don't, um, I don't know if this is all accurate, so just take it as uh, that way. So, we place them in the hands, we release them to God. Prayer, prayer, I mean, prayer, I think, is number one, and I think that's um, in the scripture. We should pray for a, a brother before we even talk to another brother about him. Um, faith, that God will... Faith, that God will have God's desired outcome, get our desired, desired outcome out of the way. Um, I think, like... Loving counsel is in there, I think. I don't know if these are in order, but unconditional love. We love that person whether or not we feel like they are where that we think they should be. What, where we think they should be does not adjust our love for them. And our desired outcome, I think I stated that, would be that they have a Christ-centered life, not that they have the right act, motives or actions and um, the outside things that we can see is secondary. We don't really care about that. We care about that they have a Christ-centered life. And um, that, because I have on the fleshly church that the desired outcome trumps Everything. A certain desired outcome trumps everything. Um, and, it, and it does, in my experience. So what I, I fear in this church often is that the desired outcome trumps whether or not this needle actually got flipped over to spiritual. Um, that is looked at as um, the sec- a secondary thing. I feel like, okay, what I have there, desired And most of these things would be, because I've had that experience where where your needle is, on, if carnal or spiritual, is barely ever spoken about, barely ever talked about. But all those things are used to make sure that you look spiritual. And I have a burden that we do not do that. And I'm not saying we do, I'm just... Um, like I said, this it was this morning. This all came to me. So um, I'm just saying I think we need to, as a church. And what happens is, this looks scary. This looks. Uh, this can look like what's going to happen to our church. What what, you know, it it definitely can take faith um, that God will work things out, and that the the what happens is when people trust in these certain things to. Um, when someone challenges that, when someone's not in order with that, it scares them because their trust is in that. When, you have, when, you, when you're over here, your trust is not in those certain things or uh, whether or not that, pers- that person being carnal does not scare you. It does not think, oh, I'm gonna, he's going to uh, ruin me because your, your trust, your heart is in sync with God and you're loving, praying, you have faith, you release that individual to God um, 
none of what he does does not scare you if your faith is in God. Um, over here, what this guy does will scare you if your faith is in those things. So, yeah, I don't know how much sense that all made, but um, that needle that on the back of the, or that, that bumper sticker on the back of the, that minivan kind of flashed to me this morning when I was trying to think about what I was, uh, what, where my heart was and what I was trying to share. And this is kind of a picture that I thought of, um, of two different types of churches, a spiritual church, a fleshly church, desired outcome is all that matters, and there's all kinds of different tactics to make sure that that happens. Um, over here, desired outcome is secondary. A Christ-centered life is, is first, um, and that is not forced. That is where you release the person to God, you pray, you have faith, and then I feel like you, there's also loving counsel, uh, but your love, your your respect for that person, your love for him is not conditioned upon how good he's doing with that needle. It's just, it's based upon, he, he is a, uh, a human that God created, that, he lo- that God loves the same as he loves you, and that you are no more than, than him. Um, so yeah, that, I, th- I think that's about all, about all I had on, on that. But um, I had a couple, I had a chapter in, let's see where it was. Matthew 6, I think, because I, I really like that chapter where Jesus was talking again about your heart being different, your heart versus what you actually do. So take heed that you do your that you do not your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward from your Father in heaven. And I feel like that um, the priest and Levite would have done what would have done what I would call that a charitable deed had they been seen of men. And here Jesus is talking about that. Therefore, when you do a charitable deed, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may glory, they may have glory of men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But when you do a charitable deed, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, that your charitable deed may be in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will himself reward thee openly. And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love, the, they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, and they, that they may be seen by man, assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in secret, in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward thee openly. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that, when, that they will be heard for their many words. Therefore, do not, do not be like them, for, their father knows, for your Father knows the things you have need of before you ask Him. He knows your heart. Also, in this manner, therefore pray, O our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil, from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So he's talking about your, your good deeds that you do, 
like those the priest and Levite should have done for that the the injured person, but didn't because um, probably because they were not going to get a reward by men. Uh, let's see, and then also it talks about prayer, praying in public versus praying in secret, and I totally believe that you can pray in public in the right heart. But he was speaking specifically to people that were not that were praying in public to be seen of men. Um, so he was coming down hard on them. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your father, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. Moreover, when you fast, now he's the same. He's talking about the same thing, but now it's fasting. Do not be like the hypocrites when, with a sad countenance, they they disfigure their faces that they may appear to men to be fasting. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, so that you do not appear to men to be fasting, but to your Father who is in in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. So he's talking about fasting. Now it's treasures. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart is, will be also. I think that's the verse I was looking for, um, for earlier. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. So he's talking about your treasures, your money, where your heart is, there. how does it say that? Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Um... Then the rest of this, I don't think I was planning on reading that. It just um, talks about, it's a comforting uh, section, so I'll read it. Therefore I say to you, on 25, do not worry about your life, what you will eat and what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on it. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by buying, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. How they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he, will, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all of these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. That was Matthew 6. So, I guess the, the part of um, this being, like, think of this as being yourself. This is your heart. Your ne- the needle, where is your needle? Is it towards carnality or towards spiritual? 
um, does, do, do we make it appear different than who we really are? Would we help that Samaritan or that injured person if no one was watching or we didn't, you know, there was no credit uh, taken? That's where I was thinking as, as far as, that's the, my thoughts as far as the individual, which is us, an individual person. Your heart, where's your needle? And um, then also the other section, a little bit of this was um, the church reacting to the, that individual. How, what's the right um, action taken? What's the differences? Um, and yeah, I think that's Psalms 51.10. I had that wrote down. I don't know what it, what, what it was saying, but... Oh, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. And that would be, um, as far as on the individual side of things, on, on, of this message, is that is what I was trying to portray, is that we pray to God that he creates in us a clean heart, and that we do everything out of a pure motive, and that um, all, the, all the good that we do is done in secret, so to, so to speak. Um, not that it can't be in public, but that in our hearts, none none of the reason that we do good is, be, is because someone's going to see us do it, which I think is what happened in this, uh, the Good Samaritan story. Um, you create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit in me. Don't be, let's not be a priest or a Levite. Let's be that Good Samaritan. Um, I have prayed for a, Samarit- a Samaritan's character that loves doing good, loving his neighbor, and not even thinking about the reward, not doing it for the reward, uh, but doing it for, for God. Do what we do for God is what I was, uh, not for the approval of man or out of fear of man. A lot of things are done because you fear uh, what will happen if you don't or um, all those things. I feel like if it's not for God, it's in vain. If it's not for God, uh, you may as well not do it. Uh, it's not actually being done to God if you're not doing it for God. And I think there's a verse that says, the plowing of the wicked is, is sin, or what, does anyone know that verse? Um, anything you don't do for God is sin. So let's think of our motives, think of why we do what we do, and uh, do everything as unto the Lord, um, and not for the approval of man. But I, don't, I think it's also wrong to purposely seek to disapprove man also. Uh, but let's just check why we do what we do. And seek the Lord. And I was wondering if we could sing the song uh, that created me a clean heart. Um, we could just sing it at the end before we close the service. But I think that's um, pretty much all I have. I would just pray that myself and each individual would um, check our hearts. And if the needle is bent towards carnality, uh, let's pray to God for a change of heart because I feel like in a vehicle, this needle is operated from here. Um, out here, there, the needle has no strength. The heart of the needle is what controls the needle. So I feel like, go ahead. Can we ask questions? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if I'll have any answers, but yeah. So this individual. Yeah. I was when I what I was thinking is no. 
They don't have the spirit of God. So they Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. They don't know about that yet. Um, I don't know. I didn't think into it that deep. Like I said, it was just this morning. So, like, I, I don't. That's why I feel like I said I'm, I'm going to be thinking out loud. I want you guys to join that thought process and think think for yourself. What you know, and add yeah, add what add your thoughts because uh, if you feel led to, I um, I was thinking of a person that is not converted, is not born again but is shaping himself into the mode of a Christian to be approved by men. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Let them be who they want to be. Because who they want to be is who they really are, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, right. Yeah. That's some of the thoughts that I was having. Um, we seem to focus from the groups, like backgrounds that I grew up in, and I think it's all over the world, is the, uh, what we can see is very important. And we seem to focus on getting that into shape instead of folk realizing that they have, they're, they're out of gas or their needle. Wherever their, their life is, that's where their heart is. That's where their heart is bent towards. Um, con- try to control this, but we can't. We can't control the heart. God can. That's why we do these things. Pray for God to control that heart. Don't bend the needle. I don't know if that makes sense, but that's that was my thought pattern. Um, and there, like I did not, um, like I, like you can see, I don't have a bunch of verses to like back all that up. So I was just, um, I don't want people to take this and like think that this is the truth. Don't take my word for it. Search it out in the scriptures. Um, see if it is the truth. And if it's not. Um, talk to me about it, because like these are like I said, these are just thoughts I've been having, and um, wondering why we spend so much time trying to bend that needle back, so much time and effort, um, when out of the your life, your life is flowing from your heart. Um, we can, and then if we would go after the heart with the energy that we go after the physical things that we can see. And it's a total different way of doing it, because um, God has to has to change that heart. But God can use us to spur that, to help you know, like. And I think that's where like console you know, or um, where you talk to someone about it, about what you see in their life, or um, prayer, prayer, faith, console, unconditional love. And there might be more things you can add to both of those lists. I didn't have much time to think about it, but. Um, yeah, and then also, like what we were talking about would be the church's response to a person like that. But also think of yourself as where you're at as that individual. Um, are you acting like a Christian because your your peer group, you know, we when your entire peer group is um, a Christian, you might look weird if you're not. So um, what? You know, where are your... Because I ask myself that, too. Like, how much of what I do is because of my, self, my heart's connection with the Lord? Because it seems like you, can, you find yourself doing good things, and all of a sudden you stop and realize, why did I, just, why would I, do, why did I do that? Um, and I think it's good for each of us to, to do that. Check, 
we could check ourselves as a church and also check ourselves as individuals um, where, where our heart is wanting to take that needle. So that's all I have. Thank you for listening.